You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Thursday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And on today's episode, we are going to kick it off with a fantastic interview with the great kid, Blake Guerin from Minnesota. He has joined the Iowa Hawkeye baseball team, or he has committed to the Iowa Hawkeye baseball team at least, and we have a fantastic conversation with him coming up on segments one and two of the show. On segment three, we're going to get into a, a small and you know college basketball preview of the Iowa basketball team. Austin Ash, obviously coming back on scholarship. What can this basketball team do next year, and what are they going to do from a transfer portal perspective? Could they dip back in? We're going to talk about all that on segment three of the show. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell about some of the news around Iowa Hawkeye athletics and Big Ten golf. Iowa Hawkeye head coach Tyler Stith is the Big Ten men's coach of the year. On the All-Big Ten side, Alex Shakey and Mac McClear earned first-team All-Big Ten honors. So, phenomenal job, guys. They have also been selected for the NCAA tournament. They are going to be going to the NCAA regionals for the 11th time since 2009. So, phenomenal stuff there. On the football side, the Iowa Hawkeye football team has extended an offer to a grad transfer, Tony Fair, a defensive tackle out of UAB. Um, clearly, they have some concerns about the depth on their defensive, their interior defensive line. With all the injuries they've had with all the young guys, they want to bring some experienced players in there. So I understand that. And as we get more news on that, I'll keep you posted. And then finally, on the track and field side, Jalen McConico was named a Big Ten Track and Field Athlete of the Week. The kids just keep coming. The Iowa Hawkeyes have so many phenomenal athletes within their program right now. It is truly amazing. With that all being said, though, let's hop into the conversation with Blake Guerin right now. All right, y'all. I'm honored to be joined here by one of the latest commitments to the Iowa Hawkeye baseball team, Blake Garen. Blake, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I've been looking forward to it all day. I love it, man. And you're in the middle of baseball season right now, right? I am. We just got done with practice. So I had to scurry home and uh, <laughs> hop on here and get to the podcast. What is your baseball practice schedule like? And I, I'm going to preface this with I'm going to tell you mine from high school. And I feel like it couldn't be worse than that. All right. So mine in high school was we had to get out of get out of school at three fifteen. We did sprints from three fifteen to four o'clock. You weight lift from four to four thirty. You go to the practice field, and if you're a pitcher or catcher, you do workouts from five to five thirty for whatever reason. And then you practice from five thirty to eight thirty, and then you clean the field up until nine. Right. It is. It is nothing like that these okay. days. We are. We are. We are ranked. We were ranked at the beginning of the year as the number one team in Minnesota. My high school was we have we have three commits as of right now. We have Arizona State commit, Texas A and M commit, and then me now. <clears throat> as division one, we have a couple D three and JUCO guys. But no, it's it's after school, so three fifteen to six o'clock ish. So it's still a good two two hours to three hours, but it's hitting and then fielding and you do your and then you do base running and but no, no weight training. That's a lot more on yourself now, and that's a lot more on the individual player and person. So but no, it's we have games Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and sometimes Saturday. So times I think we have two weeks of four game weeks, but otherwise it's practice every day. Sunday's the only day we have off, but yeah, it's it's baseball every day, and you gotta love it to be playing weekly. 
You, you really do, man. I'm assuming you play year round as well, right? Yes, sir. I love it, man. So what has the recruiting process been like for you to this point? Obviously you just committed to Iowa, but what was the recruiting process before that? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I first got looked at in my seventh, eighth grade year. And <laughs> it was, it was actually. How big were you as a seventh grader? As a seventh grader, I was not this big. I was five, I don't know, five, 10, maybe. But uh, no, Florida State brought me down for an unofficial visit. And it was like, I got to go to games, got to sit in like behind the seat, but it was nothing. I couldn't use it as an official visit. So we had to pay for everything, but, but no, went down and did that. And it was awesome. I never got an offer from them and we kind of lost track and stopped talking. But then my sophomore year, my sophomore year, it started kicking off again. And I hit really well that fall and winter. So going into that, I had teams calling me and then I went to the futures games and that's where everything happened. So Iowa called me off that Dallas Baptist, um, Tennessee, Arizona, like all those big schools. And uh, so then obviously COVID hit and that sucked, which yeah. that was tough. And it was, I couldn't visit anywhere, but teams are like, Oh, we want you to get on campus when you can. It's like, it's, it's hard to do. So, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, it came down to the last, I ended up getting three or four offers at the end of the day. That's amazing, man. And so you ultimately chose to play for Rick Heller at the University of Iowa. And again, I think we're, we all can agree with this, that we're all excited about you joining the Iowa Hawkeye baseball team, a program that has been on the rise considerably over the last, you know, five or six years. It's been really amazing to watch the, the height of that team kind of grow, especially under Rick Heller's direction. Why did you choose Iowa? So it was between, came down between Iowa and Dallas Baptist in my last two. And uh, I my best relationship with a coach was easily with coach Sutherland, like by far it was, I'd shoot texts out to coaches every, every week and say, this is what I did this week. Here's my hitting blah, blah, and all that hitting stuff. And I think coach Sutherland was the only one to ever respond every time, every single time he responded with something, he either called me or he texted me and say, Hey, it looks good. Work on this. And it was, it was nothing crazy. It was just him acknowledging that he got in, that stuff. So building relationship for, I want to say six months with him was by far the best. I talked to coach Heller the first time today. So awesome guy. And all I've heard was good things about him and the program, but no, Iowa, it was family. So it was Dallas Baptist or Iowa and family is like a four and a half hour drive. So I get to come back, I get to play the Gophers. And like, I want, I grew up wanting to play for the Gophers. Yeah. And the Gophers, the Gophers have been struggling they've been, struggling doing all that and and they they didn't give me anything they didn't give me the time of day and as soon as Iowa did I'm like that's awesome I want to go play back at Siebert <laughs> and I want to shove it in their face right so yeah it's kind of that thing and and that's and that's how coach Sarlin brought it up to me too he's like come here and go play against the Gophers like go live out your dream so I'm, I get to play in the Big Ten I get to play at a power five school like no but it's awesome and yeah, family was easily one of the biggest. It's four and a half hour drive, so it's makeable, and it's I can go home on a weekend, and parents can come down and watch. So, hundred percent, man. It's not a bad drive either. My wife is actually from Minneapolis area, so um, and she went to Iowa as well. So we we're kind of commuting back and forth occasionally from there. So I definitely get the drive isn't too bad, and that's awesome that you ultimately decided to commit to Iowa. I love the idea of kicking the crap out of the Gophers. I hate the Gophers, so. Big, big fan of that. So what what are the strengths of your game and what are the areas of opportunity that you have to go forward with your game? Um, I think one of the big strengths is 
I've been known for my glove in the field. So I am, I'm going as a first baseman. Obviously you guys have an all American first baseman there right now. So (laughs) that, that obviously is partially it, but he's getting drafted and he's looking at getting drafted. So hopefully I come in after him, but first and third are the two primary. I play third for our high school team, but um, I got recruited as a first baseman and he said, I might play a little third, but, um, and so strengths, I think hitting wise, it's I'm a pull, pull middle guy. So, but it's a power, it's a power thing. And obviously, home runs are mistakes. That's how I look at it. Is it's double, 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 and then a home run, great. That's awesome. I missed it, went out. But no, I think power wise is my baseball IQ, power, and fielding wise. I think I have, I think I have most of the package. Uh, speed is one thing I lack getting up <laughs> now. Now at six seven, like it's it's hard it's hard the, <laughs> knee, the knees suck but no I grew six inches in the last year and a half so oh it's gosh. been crazy like my knees are still horrible from it I have Oshkosh slaughters I got Severs disease I got everything you can think of so but no it's obviously I love the game and I strive off of it and look forward to playing every day but yeah those, those are probably my strengths and what I look forward to. All right, I'll need to quickly pause the conversation with Blake to tell you about rockauto.com, a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all of your auto and body part needs from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly find all the parts you need, the specifications, and the prices you prefer at Rock rockauto.com and like i said the prices are amazing i actually saved 50 dollars by buying my two engine air filters at rockauto.com they ship directly to my door so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com Dude, how are your growing pains right now? Like, you've got to be in pain when you're, like, just sleeping, right? Oh, yeah. It was bad. It, it slowed down now. I was I was at 6'6 during the Futures games, and I'm now at 6'7-ish. But, no, it was it was bad. The those That year and a half, was, there was a lot of Advil taken. That's insane. So, I uh, you can't tell, but I'm not tall. I'm 5'8", <laughs> and I never had a growth spurt over three inches in a year, so I don't understand those growing pains, but good on you, man. So why are you playing third base at your high school right now? Third base, um, it was more or less I, I take more hits away from at third, and I can play a good third. And I move pretty well for a big kid, but it's um, we have another first baseman who's committed to Carthage, and okay. that's a D3 school in Wisconsin or Michigan maybe. So he's given him the – the senior, the time at first, and he threw me at third base. So I like it over there, and I love playing third. And That's awesome, man. So you have one of the best exit velocities in the country. Is there anything you specifically do, or are you just you're just naturally a power? I mean, obviously the size has to help a little bit, right? But your bat speed's got to be just phenomenal. So what do you do to get your bat speed so, so up there? So I do play Blizzard in the summer, fall, and winter, and that has helped me a lot. So I go there with my buddy – Trent Burkhalter, he's committed to Kirkwood. So he's right down there. He's a senior this year. But we we go in there every single day, and we will hit for at least an hour and a half. We do mobility. We do hitting. We lift, like that type of stuff, just to get us ready for 
we want to be the best and we want to be better. And I think just that stuff, working on that stuff and getting my hands through and, and obviously it's not huge. Like the whole exit velo thing, you got to hit the ball in a game. Yeah. Good velo, obviously. Right. So, but off the tee, it's awesome, whatever. And then off BP, like my top was one Oh, one Oh six. I want to say it was my fastest off batting practice. But it's that's not one thing you look at that much anymore. It's it's a lot more of how can you perform in a game. Yeah. But no, it's obviously cool to go to all these PBR events and perfect game events, and they obviously highlight you for your high exit velo, and that's one reason you get recruited, obviously. But um, yeah. no, it is. It's just I think just working on it, and and I did work on it my freshman and sophomore year a lot because I like oh that's all I wanted to do was hit home runs and do that, and like as I get older, it's. That's not that's not going to work at the higher levels. So, so going off that, it was a lot more of you got to think middle and think middle of the ball. But I love man. I mean, you talk about your baseball IQ being one of the strengths of your you know your approach, and just listening to you, clearly you have a maturity about you and how you're approaching the game. When I was your age. You know, I'm not a big kid, but home runs were pretty cool. I never, you know, the, but the idea of hitting a line drive and always hitting it on a line, and if it goes out, that's a mistake. I mean, that's an incredibly mature approach to it. So definitely can respect and appreciate that. Um, at six foot seven, you obviously have some size there. What other sports do you play or do you play any other sports? Yeah, it's actually really weird. Everybody's not going to believe me, but I did actually play quarterback my sophomore year. Okay. I, had to play, I had to play quarterback. Our quarterback broke his arm, and I was the only one who could throw it. So. <laughs> There was, there was times they'd, they'd be like, all right, just running up the middle and truck some kids. But it was – I got hurt, and I dislocated my kneecap. I threw a ball, and a kid late hit me, and I dislocated my kneecap, and uh, I had surgery on that. And that was that was a quick recovery. They just took out a piece of cartilage, and it was underneath. But um, So that was quick, and it was, it was okay. Obviously, it still hurts at times like these days. But, uh, no, it was – that was I – played, I played football, and then I played hockey my whole life growing up. I mean, it makes sense. You're from Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. right? If right? you don't play so, hockey, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, I have buddies who obviously from all over the country now, cause I've played on travel teams and whatever. And I'm always the soda boy. That's what they call me. They call I'm you the Minnesota. soda boy. Do they make yeah, fun of your accent? Uh, a lot. Yes. Obviously like, I don't think I have one. I don't, I don't think, think you I actually have that bad. I mean, again, my wife, family is from Minnesota. All of her friends are from Minnesota and, your accent, I cannot tell that you're from Minnesota, at least, unless you probably say like spoon or something like that. And you say it was right. a little bit of a no. weird, weird O on the end, but I love it, man. So what do you, what is your favorite thing to do outside of baseball? I know baseball can be very time consuming, but what is your favorite thing to do outside of baseball? So I have three younger brothers and I love being with them. My younger brother is a freshman this year and he's a lefty. He's He's getting up there. He's like six five too. Like they're, they're both big kids. he's skinny though, super skinny. Like he might be a buck, a buck sixty. But it's a lot different. I'm two sixty. He's he's one sixty. But it's I love being with him. I love he he loves working on stuff now too. He didn't. It was hard. Like because I always wanted to go with him and go do stuff and go hit and go throw and I always want to be playing baseball. That's that's my thing. But he it, this is the first year he's like okay, I could do some with baseball. I could go somewhere. Um, baseball, my brothers, that's, I love, I love, I have two younger brothers too at six and three or four. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, they're both younger and they're from my dad's second marriage. My mom and dad are best friends. They, they split and they're still best friends. So like my mom will come over have dinner with us and everybody's best friends. Dude, that's amazing. 
Right, right. You're an so anomaly. Then, You're an anomaly right. with that. <laughs> right. And uh, I think that's helped me a lot too, to have four parents yeah. um, on my side and pushing me to do stuff. But, um, and then my mom's partner, she owns a gym. So I get in there and I can work out in there. So I like that. And she pushes me. She played for the Gophers. She played softball for the Gophers. So she has always pushed me. She understands what being in a power five conference is and what you have to do to work on and get in there. But no, family, I just love being with friends. I like boating. I like fishing. So, yeah, I mean, typical, typical Minnesota boy right there. Right. I, I will say, I love how I asked you, what is your favorite thing to do outside of baseball? And I would say 80% of what you said somehow came back to right. baseball. I, I love that, man. All right. So last question for you, what are you planning on studying when you get to Iowa? I mean, obviously that's a little bit of a ways away, but what are your thoughts right now? Um, well, I got two things in mind. Um, I love, I want to be a coach one day or want to do something with baseball. So like, that's, that's my life. And so sports management or sports marketing, something along those lines um, is probably what I want to do and probably what I'm going to go for. And coach Sutherland said, yeah, there's a great program for that at Iowa. So I'm pumped for that. But yeah, I'd, I'd honestly say that's probably my biggest of like, I just want to be in that sports category, sports. I want to do stuff with that or along sports lines and being up there and building that coaching and all that stuff and being there one day. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the career aspiration I'm assuming is to make it to the league, but obviously, having yeah. a nice, having a nice backup plan that involves sports is always pretty good too. Right. I love men. Blake, what well, has been a pleasure talking to you? Is there anything you want to say to the Iowa Hawkeye baseball fans out there? I mean, let me tell you, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Iowa Hawkeye baseball fans are very, very passionate. It's not, I mean, you obviously have the SEC, right? But for the big time baseball, Iowa Hawkeye baseball fans get down for their baseball team. So anything you want to tell the fans? I'm pumped to be a Hawkeye and uh, I'm looking forward to my freshman year and let's go win a championship. I love it, man. That's what I like to hear. All right, y'all, one more pause, and we're going to get into segment three. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Blake. I definitely did. The kid clearly uh, eats, breathes, and sleeves, sleeps baseball. So um, love that. Really excited to see him in the black and gold in a couple of years. I do want to tell you, though, about betonline.ag, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Last weekend was a ton of fun betting on the NFL draft and the Kentucky Derby, but there are so many things happening, and betonline.ag has you covered for all of your betting needs. They can let you literally let you bet on MLB, NBA, NHL, and U. UFC MMA. They also got prop bets on reality television, uh, political lines, all those things. All you can do at betonline.ag. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information today. You don't want to miss out on any of these great deals. And you can get a free account there as well. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, y'all, we are back for our third and final segment of the show today. And as I said, we're going to do a quick preview of the Iowa basketball team. We haven't had a chance to talk much about the team since a few pieces of news came out. 
As we all know, Jordan Bohannon is returning. He's going to be that two spot. And I think that's going to be a very good addition to this Iowa basketball squad. I know some people were very frustrated by Jordan Bohannon at the point. I thought Jordan Bohannon was a serviceable point guard. There were definitely some things to be frustrated by. But as a two, I think he can be a phenomenal addition and the best addition Iowa could have got from a shooter perspective in the transfer portal. Why wouldn't you want to get a guy who is that good at shooting threes and also is familiar with your team and loves the Iowa Hawkeye basketball squad. That's exactly what Fran wanted um, after everything shook out like it did. Now, when we're talking about things shaking out like it did, CJ Frederick did transfer and he officially announced that he is going to Kentucky. I have it on good account that he did get tampered with, but it's, it's whatever, neither here nor there. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say anything. Good, good luck to him at Kentucky, but that did leave Iowa in a hole. Jordan Bohannon coming back. It felt like Iowa still needed someone who could drain threes. Austin Ash did return. I know when we had this happen a couple years ago, Riley Till was put on scholarship, and he did get some playing time in games. And Austin Ash, Michael Baer, they all decided to transfer out of the program. They they wanted to get more playing time or at least be put on scholarship. And with everything and how it shook out, I feel like Fran McCaffrey looked at it and said, Austin Ash can shoot the three. If we need someone who can shoot threes, Austin Ash can be that guy. I don't expect Austin Ash to get a ton of playing time, but this is a good move, a good will move for Austin Ash, a guy who's put a lot of work and effort into this program and using a scholarship on a guy like that who clearly cares about being an Iowa Hawkeye, I think is an amazing addition to this squad. Plus, how often are you really going to your 11th, 12th man uh, on the team? So to me, that was a phenomenal get for, for Fran to get Austin Ash back on the team, even if it doesn't really contribute from a box score perspective, even if he doesn't really contribute from a box score perspective, um, that is going to be a big time addition for the Hawks to have just another veteran guy on that team. As far as expectations for this year, I think we're going to see Joe Toussaint really blossom as the true starting point guard. Now, Aaron Ulis, Aaron Ulis, excuse me, is a guy who is going to compete for playing time. I don't expect Joe Toussaint to play 30 minutes. I expect it to be more around 25 to 15. I do expect Jordan Bohannon. I don't expect him to get 30 minutes unless he's really hot. I would expect probably 25 with Tony Perkins getting 15. Tony Perkins has shown that he is ready and he is able to go. Um, at that three, you know, this one's tough. Um, we got to also factor in that Joe Wieskamp hasn't officially left, right? I mean, he's officially left, but he could always return. But assuming Joe Wieskamp doesn't return, I think Patrick McCaffrey is going to be that three. Um I think that just that makes sense given the lineup and what you want to do. And I think he's going to get probably the lion's share of minutes to 25 to 30 minutes. I think we're going to see a breakout season from him as well. We saw him come on late last season being able to um, get to the lane and actually finish at the lane. We saw him be able to drive pretty well, but can he finish? And he was able to do that later on in the season. What he brings from an athleticism perspective and size as well gives Iowa a clear advantage. At that four, I see Keegan Murray being that four. And I think Chris Murray and Connor McCaffrey will be alternating between that three and four. Really, you got four guys that have good size who can play those spots. Not that five. Clearly, it's going to be Philip Rebracha, and then followed by Josh Ogundale, and then probably Riley Mulvey. I don't think Riley's going to get a lot of playing time. I look at this as a redshirt year opportunity. This was not a move made to give Iowa a ton of reinforcement this year, although they do have help now in case something happens. This is a move made so that Riley can be a big-time player in two and three years from now. That's my thoughts, at least. As far as what Iowa should do, they do have an open scholarship left, and you kind of got to wait for Joe Wieskamp, right? You got to assume that you, you don't know if Joe Wieskamp is leaving or not. I'm looking at mock drafts from experts and I'm not seeing him in a lot of those. But again, we've talked about this with Joe. 
has he reached his potential and what does he gain by going back to Iowa? Yes, he could be first team all Big Ten again or first team all Big Ten. Yes, he could be an All-American. We've seen Jared Utoff be an All-American and not get drafted. Now, granted, he kind of chose not to get drafted, but he's bounced around the league. So what does that mean for Joe Wieskamp? Does coming back help you a lot? I don't know. So if he comes back, that would be amazing for Iowa. I think if he comes back, Iowa's a top 10, top 15 team. I truly believe that. If he doesn't come back, I think Iowa's a top 25 or fringe top 25 team. Um, if he doesn't come back, I don't think Iowa's going to dip into the transfer portal anymore. I think where we are, Fran's very content with his lineup. He wants to he wants to build teams up. That's how he knows how to build programs, by getting guys in there, teaching them the way he wants to play. He wants them to play basketball and letting them grow. And by bringing in a lot of transfers, you kind of limit that growth. You take away those opportunities and you lose some of that trust with those guys, right? If Joe Toussaint has been sitting there waiting behind Jordan Bohannon and Jordan Bohannon does leave, you know, and he, he said he wanted to leave to give Joe Toussaint an opportunity to actually play the point. What if Ray McCaffrey brings in a point guard to start? That doesn't look very good for Joe or for Aaron. Now say what you want about either of those guys and the options that are available in the transfer portal. I trust Fran's, you know, evaluation of talent in that situation. And it just doesn't look good to bring in another guy over them, especially considering how well they have really played. Joe has some, some, you know, things to work on and whatnot. But I think Joe's high level, Joe's ceiling is very high and can elevate this program to new heights. Same with Aaron Euless. I really was impressed by what I saw from Aaron last year as a freshman. So to me personally, I'm really excited to watch this Iowa basketball team in action next year. I truly believe they can be a top 25 team throughout. And I think they're going to give some teams some really big issues. Uh, yes, they lose a couple guys that can shoot the three. Yes, they lose a, a national player of the year. But I think from a team perspective, defensively, they're going to be stronger. I think they are going to be able to shoot the ball relatively well. And having Jordan Bohannon back gives you a guy who can make those clutch shots. And then expect growth from Keegan and Chris Murray. Those are guys, I mean, Keegan had a phenomenal breakout year, but I think he can get even better. I think Chris is right on the cusp right next to Keegan, and we just haven't seen that potential unlocked yet. Patrick McCaffrey is a top 100 recruit. I mean, this is the guy who need to put on weight and dealt with some, you know, some issues with you know, conditioning and whatnot due to uh, the cancer treatments previously, but this is a guy who's going to have a phenomenal season as well. And that is actually a good segue. That's the end of the show, but Patrick McCaffrey is going to be on tomorrow. We have a full interview with him talking about this Iowa basketball team and what he expects, so stay tuned for that. If you haven't done this already, please make sure to follow us wherever you downloaded this episode at, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you listening. And also make sure to go follow Blake Guerin right now. Um, again, a phenomenal kid. Go follow him on Twitter. Uh, great kid. Really excited to see him in the black and gold. But again, Hawkeye Nation, have a fantastic Thursday. And as always, let's go Hawks.